0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family marriage podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast.
1: After more than three decades of marriage, it's still kind of amusing in many ways that Dina and I, my wife and I have different needs. Um, She wants to talk in the morning, I would prefer to talk in the evening. I go to bed late, she goes to bed early. I need strong coffee, she needs frou-frou coffee. There the list goes on and on from from deep stuff to really uh, lighthearted stuff. I'm John Fuller along with Greg and Aaron Smalley and in the professional marriage counseling, uh, you both do a lot of that. I wonder what some of the more common differences you see. If if we could make some categories of differences, what do you think?
2: You know one that comes to mind is introvert extrovert oh uh, and not that we've ever dealt with that at all
3: is a complete (laughs) introvert you really pulled the best of her out yes (laughs)
2: yeah Yeah, exactly drags me out of the house the same way very social yeah or you think about fast pace slow pace some people have a faster pace i do
1: you're still talking about me move
3: on (laughs) (laughs) greg
2: is a little slower paced
3: i'm basically a human sloth (laughs) (laughs) So <laughs> there are you doers and there that. are
1: thinkers yes. there are explorers and there are planners there
2: are feelers and there are thinkers yeah. there are detail orientation and more free
3: <laughs> i see it a lot too in just our communication styles so i, I notice when when aaron and i sit down I am tracking her for the details for the information so that I know what do I need to f- solve or fix. It doesn't matter. I've I've honed in on those kind of details whereas I think Aaron for for you <laughs> it it's all about that emotional deep connection. See,
2: and even when I hear those words, emotional deep connection, that just I come alive. Yes. I love to hear about that. But we're different. And so I know for Greg, we couldn't live or exist at that deep, deep level all the time. No. We're different.
1: Well, we are complementarian in the best sense of the word when God puts two very different people together. I got to say, uh, it was just like a year ago, Dina said... We've been married well over 30 years. Why are our differences becoming so mo- so pronounced? Why are, why are they becoming greater with time?
3: Because we change, right? Yeah. Well, that's yeah.
1: a good thing. I mean, you've said that before. It is a, a good great thing, thing. That change. Let's go ahead and hear some more of a conversation now that Jim Daly and I had with Arlene Pellicane, who has some great tips for couples to work through their differences.
4: Have you ever had a time uh, when James didn't take care of the kids? That seems to be the other big issue, that Mm -hmm. we don't parent the way moms parent. (laughs) Not even close. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, we don't. And I hear that quite frequently, actually. But uh, but there are differences yeah. there. Let's take it out of the bedroom. Let's get it to the practical things. Yeah. And um,
0: and that's part of that respect piece. A lot of women will think, well, he doesn't know a thing about parenting, so we disrespect him about that. Which is very true in many ways. Many pretty <laughs> obvious <laughs>
1: when you see guys throwing babies up in the
4: air and doing all sorts oh, of things on. like no, that. Don't take all that...
0: Don't take the fun, the fun away. Out it.
4: But but talk about those differences yeah. and how um, she can help her cause by understanding them better. Yeah,
0: and I think it is respecting that he's going to do it different and being okay with that. I remember when Ethan was just a baby and James had said, Go out and do this women's event, and I was so happy, so I was going to something with friends, and I came home, it was ten o'clock at night, and I thought for sure my baby would be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and instead, my baby was in the kitchen with James eating, and I'm like Why are you guys eating? Why is he awake? And they had been at the mall till just moments before walking around <laughs> He's my and kind I of guy. was like why were you at the mall after past nine o'clock with the baby hmm. and now you're feeding the baby and I was so bent out of shape like I cannot believe you did not stick with the schedule and he said relax one night on the town's not going to kill him that's what he said yeah. you know and I thought to myself and it took me a few months to think this hmm. you know what that's not a big deal it was just one day and mm-hmm. it gave me the evening out and I should be grateful that he was willing to do it and if he rules a little bit different. It's okay. okay but
4: here's the big question. Yeah. You can go 10, 15, 20 years
0: yeah.
4: in your marriage and not come to that point weeks later yes. after grappling with it that it's okay.
0: Yeah.
4: I've talked to that woman that for years it's not okay. right? And it's caused this really deep friction between her and mm-hmm. her husband because he doesn't do it the way she wants it done. What can she do to say, ah, okay, yeah. I can do it differently. That's a big step.
0: Yes. I would go back to that respect to realize your husband so needs respect as to feel like I am competent in this home. And even if you think, no, you're not, (laughs) for (laughs) you to be able to say, wait a minute, my opinion about how things should be done, that is not as important as me saying to him, you're competent because the man is going to live up to the name you give him. And if Um, you make him always feel like you're a loser and you cannot get this right, then he's gonna feel like he's all thumbs when it comes to parenting. But if you will, as Dr. David Clark, who has of course been here, if yeah. you will learn how to praise mediocre, Praise that was pretty good, then he's going to be more encouraged to engage and to do it better and better. So I think if we can say, it doesn't have to be perfect, and instead to respect that you are the man, you are the head of our household, you may not do things like I do, and that's Mm. okay. And later, when you act this way, he'll be more open to you saying, you know, when you take the baby out, it'd be really good (laughs) for you to be home by eight. But that respect, I believe, comes first.
4: You know, Arlene, as you're talking, I'm thinking of parenting experts that we've had on Kevin Lehman and others in so many ways they say the same thing about dealing with your tough teenager Uh, you begin to give over the control Mm -hmm. and when you do it in a healthy way it's amazing they tend to not always but they tend to start making better choices Mm -hmm. when you're trying to control the environment they rebel against that when you lay it over on them and let them have the responsibility quite often the kids respond exactly the way you wanted them to. It's the same in marriage, isn't it? That's kind of the principle. kind to do the
0: same thing. Yeah, yes, when you
4: hand it over, it's amazing that they tend to move in the very direction that you wanted. Mm-hmm. The harder you press, usually right. the farther they run That's from right. your, your goal. Yeah. So, are those control issues then? I mean,
1: you were upset because I wouldn't have done it that way, and you really wanted to press in and control?
0: I think it's also control and you really think that's the best way. And I think sometimes having the humility of realizing even if we did things my way, maybe my way isn't the best way. And that's just anyone, (laughs) a man, a woman, just the humility to say this is my best shot, but Hey, I could be wrong about that. Hmm. And if you have that kind of attitude in parenting, that will really help you to get along with your husband better.
4: Arlene, we've got to cover this one. I've had this question here for a moment. Uh, What can husbands do to make Mm -hmm. our wives feel cherished? And we've really laid it on pretty heavy for the wives. And I do want to cover one (laughs) for the guys that, you know, um, what can we do to make sure they feel safe and cherished?
0: Yeah. You know, and I have to go a little bit back to Dr. Gary Chapman and the love language. So my love language is words. And so if James sees me and he says, Wow, you look beautiful today, or wow, you did a really good job with the kids today, I'm really proud of you about this. That means so much to me. So for a husband to discover what how does my wife receive love and how could I do that? And it doesn't have to be this huge thing. If her love language is touch, it could be a hug. If it's acts of service, it's that you, you know, vacuumed a room. It doesn't have to be this huge thing, but this idea that you're thinking of her mm. and it could be just holding her close and whispering in her ear I love you today dear it could be something very small like that
4: well and I've got a. To follow up with this one. Can you really change your marriage in 31 days?
0: You sure can. You know, people ask, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, 31 days, really? You know, Dr. Lehman will say you could do it in five days. So I'm giving you (laughs) extra days to do the work, you know, but it's this idea that we are in patterns of thinking. We're in Uh. patterns of habit. And if we can just make a few subtle changes like that five to 30 second kiss a day, and we make a subtle change and we do that for 31 Mm -hmm. days, it can really change the temperature of your home. It doesn't take that long. I know, women who have picked up the book, and then their friends say, why are you picking up that book? Your husband, he's, you know, unemployed, you do all the work already, and now why do you have to make him happy? Uh, And she said, well, I I think I should try. hmm. And so she started implementing a few things in the book, and within days, her husband, who had then been kind of, you know, what women would say lazy, (laughs) she came home, and the house was picked up, The dinner was made, and he was sensing that appreciation of, wow, you've been trying so hard to make me happy, and he was giving back. So, you know, it only takes a few days of you changing your behavior for your husband to notice.
4: In that context, how do you um, pick the right friends? Because I think what you're saying, in a way, is make sure you're not hanging with folks who are Mm -hmm. tearing, helping you tear your spouse down. It's that
0: verbal respect. It's the lifeblood of a man and it's so easy. It's fashionable to put down your man but it's not fashionable to lift him up. So if you're with your friends and you know, oh, he did this. Oh, that's nothing. My husband does this. Oh, my husband would never take me on vacation. And that's okay. But if you say, oh, my husband is so considerate. He took the kids to school for me because he knew I was busy and then he picked up the groceries. The women would look at you like, well, la dee da I'm so glad you married Mr. Perfect you know it's not as acceptable and so for us to realize we've got to find friends where it's acceptable Mm -hmm. to be positive about marriage speaks positively about our husbands now of course there are times where you have to say honest things that may not be positive but the idea there it's constructive right it's not something that's destructive disrespecting to your husband
1: All right, so Greg, Aaron, uh, as you heard some of Arlene's examples, and you gave us some before that conversation, uh, give us a story about a difference that you worked through and how you did that.
3: I think the easiest one for us is just as a total introvert, I just didn't ever really want to be around people, have people over. I just loved hanging out with Aaron, kind of alone in our little apartment when we were first married. And, and she could not grasp that as a concept, as an extrovert. It, seriously, An
2: out-of-control extrovert would, back then. I would try
3: to explain it, and her little eye would just twitch. as She was just trying to go, what planet are you from? And, and I think we, we finally were able to kind of muddle our way through to get to the point of just going, you know what, here's, here's who I am. Aaron, here's who you are, and I think we finally realized that within our marriage, both people had to matter. Mm-hmm. Like if it was just up to me, I would never have people over. But that's not a win for Aaron. That that's not giving her room and space in our marriage. And and on the other hand, Aaron, at that time probably less than now, but at that time, she you know having someone at our place every night was just heaven. To her, but I have to matter as well, and so I think at the end of the day, we were finally able to have a conversation to go okay here 's who I am here 's really what I need and and we took both of those and said, So what might a solution look like and I think that we we landed on you know over the weekend l- let 's have one night that 's just for us, and we 'll just chill we won 't go anywhere we 'll just kind of hang out and and otherwise, we can have some people over. And, and I remember feeling like, okay, yeah, that works for me. Does that work for you? And it felt a huge sense of accomplishment that we were able to to take something that seemed so insurmountable yeah. in terms of our differences and just find some middle ground. And this is, uh, in one of your books, what you call the win-win, right? That's right. Mean, mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I can remember, though, when we had that conversation all those years back, I really didn't understand that that's who Greg was. So I think awareness is so key because... You just just acknowledging my spouse is more than likely sees this different, experiences this different than I do. And that's a good thing. And if you can continue to infuse those conversations with that thought process of we're different and that's good. That's good that we're different. God made us different. And I know, Greg, you're probably thrilled that as I age, I've become more introverted. <laughs> I wouldn't use the word introverted. I'm less extroverted. <laughs> yeah.
1: And Greg is probably less
3: introverted. No. No. Okay. <laughs> I wish. She has come to the yeah. dark side <laughs> of the force. Yeah. You know, I, what, what Aaron and I do, and we, we probably do this, what, every other year ish, it seems to work out, but we take a little personality quiz. And and they're super fun because it's just it's great to to take that and then both of us go through and describe who we are, what we need, what we like, and so we can we can put a link to one of the ones we use here at Focus in the show notes. Okay, it's such a simple thing to do, and I promise it'll just inspire a lot of great conversation as you guys strive just to better understand each other. So even if you've taken one before, we, we do this all the time. So, yeah. so we'd encourage you try, try this one.
1: Yeah. And I appreciate the way you nuanced that. We guarantee it'll lead to interesting conversation. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> that that's, that's a good therapist. It, it, not lingo. necessarily any promise ahead of time that doing this will, will lead to, you know, more, uh, happiness in your marriage, more peace, or any of that. Well,
3: we but, could give him your cell phone number, and then they I, could call you actually, for some coaching. Actually, and... I think
1: take the personality test that Greg <laughs> is suggesting and then get a copy of Arlene Pelican's book, 31 Days to a Happy Husband. That, we guarantee, will lead to more interesting conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if you want to give a gift uh, to the ministry today uh, of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, we'll say thank you by sending a copy of Arlene's book, 31 Days to a Happy Marriage. And um, we do have that link that Greg mentioned to a personality assessment, and we'll include a link to our free marriage assessment as well. If you've done a personality test recently, the marriage assessment would be great, and over a million people have taken that. So look for all those details in the show notes and then plan to be with us next time as we hear from English author Catherine Hill discussing how to navigate changes in your relationship. On behalf of Greg and Aaron and the rest of our team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.